Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc slash soap. Good morning, good morning, good morning, Fusion Church. Motivational Monday is here at last, the beginning of a new week getting ready for Freedom Conference coming up this weekend. I'm sure God is going to move in a powerful, powerful way. We are in Deuteronomy 14 this morning. Let us begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I just thank you, Father, for this day that you have made. Father, I thank you for everyone that is watching and listening. Hello, God, I thank you for your word. Speak to our hearts, Father God. Speak to all the needs that we may have, Father God. And I just thank you, Father, for what you're doing, what you have done, and what you're going to continue to do. I thank you for the victory in advance, Lord God. And I thank you for your goodness and for your mercy. And this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right. Stretch a little bit if you need to. My lovely uh, Sandra will be reading this morning. Okay, we're in Deuteronomy chapter 14, starting with verse one here in the NIV version. It says, you are the children of the Lord your God. Do not cut yourselves or shave the front of your heads for the dead. For you are a people holy to the Lord your God. Out of all the peoples on the face of the earth, the Lord has chosen you to be his treasured possession. Do not eat any detestable thing. These are the animals you may eat, the ox, the sheep, the goat, the deer, the gazelle, the roe deer, the wild goat, the ibex, the antelope, and the mountain sheep. You may eat any animal that has a split hoof divided in two and that chews the cud. However, of those that chew the cud or that have a split hoof completely divided, you may not eat the camel, the rabbit, or the coney. Although they chew cud, they do not have a clean hoof. They are ceremonial unclean, ceremonially unclean for you. The pig is also unclean. Although it has a split hoof, it does not chew the cud. You are not to eat their meat or touch their carcasses. Of all the creatures living in the water, you may eat any that has fins and scales, but anything that does not have fins and scales, you may not eat. For you, it is unclean. You may eat any clean bird, but these you may not eat. The eagle, the vulture, the black vulture, the red kite, the black kite, any kind of falcon, any kind of raven, the horned owl, the screech owl, the gull, any kind of hawk, the little owl, the great owl, the white owl, the desert owl, the osprey, the cormorant, the stork, any kind of heron, the hoopy, and the bat. All flying insects that swarm are unclean to you. Do not eat them. But any winged cre creature that is clean, you may eat. 
Do not eat anything you find already dead. You may give it to an alien living in any of your towns and he may eat it or you may sell it to a foreigner. But you are a people holy to the Lord your God. Do not cook a young goat in its mother's milk. Be sure to set aside a tenth of all that, excuse me, of all that your fields produce each year. Eat the tithe of your grain, new wine and oil, and the firstborn of your herds and flocks in the presence of the Lord your God at the place he will choose as a dwelling for his name, so that you may learn to revere the Lord your God always. But if that place is too distant and you have been blessed by the Lord your God and cannot carry your tithe because the place where the Lord will choose to put his name is so far away, then exchange your tithe for silver and take the silver with you and go to the place the Lord your God will choose. Use the silver to buy whatever you like, cattle, sheep, wine, or other fermented drink or anything you wish. Then you and your household shall eat there in the presence of the Lord your God and rejoice. And do not neglect the Levites living in your towns, for they have no allotment or inheritance of their own. At the end of every three years, bring all the tithes of that year's produce and store it in your towns, so that the Levites, who have no allotment or inheritance of their own, and the aliens, the fatherless and the widows who live in your towns may come and eat, be satisfied. And so that, so that the Lord, your God may bless you in all the work of your hands. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sandra. Amen. Well, stretch if you need to this morning. Wow. That's a lot to chew on, especially when it gets into all of this clean and unclean meats that we can or cannot have. But this morning, I'm going to get, get into it right here. Let's start right in the very beginning. You know, uh, God is constantly telling his children how to live. He's constantly giving instructions of the do's and the don'ts, you know, of, of how to live a life. And he starts off there with verse one. It says, you are the children of the Lord, your God. You know, you are the children. So he starts off by saying who they are. And this morning, he's telling you that you are a child of God. He said, you shall not cut yourselves, nor shave the front of your head for the dead. So in other words, we are different, you know, as children of God, you know, you know, and it says in Romans 8, 16, the spirit itself himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. We are children of God. Galatians 3.26, it says, for you are all sons, and that includes female and male, of God through faith in Jesus Christ. So we need to be different. And here the scripture is referring to the Canaanites and all the other nations back in the day, and possibly even today, you know, when there was uh, death in the family, when someone passed away, they had a, a way of, of, of mourning their dead, you know, and they were, and they says here that they were pulling out their hair, you know, in grief, you know, they were cutting themselves, you know, but basically they were cutting themselves to get some kind of sympathy, especially from their little gods, you know, in 1 Kings 18, 28, he says, 
So they cried out loud and cut themselves as it was their customs with knives and lances until the blood gushed out of them. So they had a way of demonstrating their mourning back in the day, you know, and it's probably happening even today, you know, mourners were paid to come in to a funeral. You know, families, when one passed away, they would actually hire people to come in and cry and weep, even though they didn't know the person that passed away. But that was what they did. They, they made a big deal of it. And even, you know, even Christ, you know, when, when he came to the house, you know, of that leader, because his daughter was, was sick and dying, you know, it says in Mark uh, 5, uh, 39, it says, when he came in, he said to them, why make this commotion and weep? The child is not dead, but asleep. Because they made a lot of commotion. They wanted to get attention put on them, you know, and, and trying to say that this child or this person that passed away, you know, we're weeping for them. And in reality, that was just a way of they that they got paid to do in a way of demonstrating that. And God is telling us, we're not like the world. We're not supposed to. When one of our uh, loved ones passes away, we need to be different. We need to be different. Why? Because we as believers know where they're going. We as believers, we know that they come, they leave this world and they go into the bosom of the Father. You know, absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Amen. So therefore, when I when our loved ones pass, you know, yes, there's going to come a time of grieving, but we don't grieve the way the world grieves. You know, we're not going to go crazy that they're gone, they're gone, they're gone. Yes, they're gone. But guess, they are with the Lord. As believers, that's, our, that, that, that's why we are given that gift of that absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And that's why we have to change the way we see things and the way we condone ourselves. Because as believers, you know, we have in faith. We have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ that one day we'll see them again. It says in Romans 12, 2, it says, do not be conformed to this world. In other words, we're not supposed to act the way they act. Come on. And look at today when you watch TV and what's going on around the world, how are the people acting? What the people are seeing, how they are speaking. We're not supposed to be like the world. It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. By the renewing of, the only way that we can we renew our mind is, is when we get into the word of God and we know the God that we serve, that we serve a good and merciful God, powerful God. And as we get into his word, the way of our thinking changes because I don't know about you. I don't know about you. I'm going to be 65, you know, and throughout all these years, you know, every single time that I think I know it, I know nada, you know, I know nothing because God keeps revealing himself deeper in his word, you know, because the more you grow in the Lord, the more he's going to reveal to us, you know, and the things that I thought that they were craziness back in the day. Now I go, wow, was I wrong? Why? Because I have grown. My mind has been renewed. Why? Because you, I got into the word and I grew with the word. He says, you know, he says in verse two, he says, you know, you're not supposed to act like the world. You know, stop doing what they're doing. And he says, for you are a holy people to the Lord, your God. And the Lord has chosen you to be a people for himself. 
a special treasure. You know, this is something that I spoke about a little bit last week, you know, but it's, it's beautiful how God keeps reminding us who we are. He keeps reminding us because if we get bombarded with all the negative stuff that is going around us and we can lose it, the world is losing it, you know, but when we have the Lord, when we have his peace, when we have his joy, he help us. And, he, and his word here clearly states, for you are a holy people to the Lord your God, chosen people, a special treasure. We're different. We're supposed to be different. And having been chosen by the Lord, you know, above all the others around the world, means that we have to reflect his glory in us. We have to reflect who he is in us. We have to be different. We have to be different. Deuteronomy 7, 6, it says, For you are a holy people to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you to, to, to be his people for himself. For himself. He has received you. He has received every single one of us to himself. That we are a treasure. You know, I, 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 you read the word of God. Sometimes we read the word of God too fast, you know, and we don't read all the words in between how God is ministering to us and how God is telling us, this is who you are. You know, this is who you are. You know why we have freedom? We have freedom to set people free. We have freedom to bring deliverance to people. Why? Because they have been bombarded with all the lies of this world, all the negative stuff of this world. And you know what? And God says in his word that you are special. Come on. That you are chosen. That you are a special treasure. And this weekend coming, my brothers and sisters, we're going to see a whole bunch of people being set free. We're going to see a whole bunch of people being delivered. We're going to see a whole bunch of people's eyes being opened to the truth that I am not my past. I am a new creature in Christ Jesus. I have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. I can do all things to Christ Jesus who strengthens me. Nothing is impossible for them to believe. No weapon from against me will prosper. That is the word of God for us this morning, that you are a chosen people, that you are his children. He says in Deuteronomy again, 26, 18 and 19, it says, also today, the Lord has proclaimed to you to be his special people. In verse 19, and that he will set you high above all nations. God already has elevated us to a higher position as his children. You know, he already has done that. He has made you know, he has made you in, 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 in praise and in name and in honor that you may be a holy people to the Lord your God, just as he has spoken. See, God has spoken these words over us. God has spoken these words that we are his children, that we are special, that we are chosen. Look what it says in Leviticus 20, 26. It says, and you shall be holy to me. To the Lord, for I, the Lord, am holy, and I have separated you from the people, 
that you should be mine. You know, you should be mine. We belong to the Lord. Come on now. We belong. Sometimes, you know, we go through life and a whole bunch of struggles. And sometimes we don't even know who we are. And sometimes we don't even know who our daddy was, you know, who our mom was. And, uh, and we have, and, and we got uh, raised that way. But God is saying that we belong to him. You're not alone. He calls you mine. He calls you special. He calls you a treasure. He calls you his chosen he calls you his child. Wow, that's enough, brothers and sisters, for us to jump up and down and say, thank you, the, thank you, Jesus, because your word has set me free. Freedom sets us free. Freedom for the bondage of this world. And the word of God sets us free. And we need to realize who we are and what he has called us to do, because we're not supposed to be like the world. We are supposed to be different. So we can have joy in our lives. We can have the joy in our homes, even though we may go through a storm, even though we may go through a hard time, even though we're going through difficult times. And you know, nobody is exempt to the tribulations that we go through. Nobody's exempt to the troubles that this world has. But guess what? If God is for us, who can be against us? You know, and God is in control. Don't look at the storm, but look at the uh, one that created the whole universe, that created us and made a plan for us. He says, the word of God says that our days are ordered by the Lord. Our days are ordered by the Lord. Come on now. This morning, he already knew what was going to happen this morning. He knew that you were going to be sitting down listening to this to this word. He knew that you were going to be sitting there with your Bibles open, ready to receive something this morning. Because you were asking for something this morning. And the Lord is telling you this morning, I love you. I chose you. You are mine. And it's beautiful. You know, we got to highlight that in the Bible, Leviticus 20, 26, you know, that it says that you should be mine. God is making it personal that we belong to him as children of God, you know, and, and, that, and that alone brings us into the family. That alone right there says, wow, I belong somewhere. You're not alone. You are not alone. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And guess what? And no weapon, no matter what storm you're facing this morning, God is saying, I got you. I hold you. I sustain you. I am with you. You are not forsaken. You are not alone. You got Father, God, Holy Spirit, the angel assigned over you and yourself. That makes five. You are more than enough to go forward, more than enough to conquer the territory, more than enough to claim your family, more than enough to claim the promises of God for yourself and for your home and for your children and for your children's children. You know, and that's what the word of God does. You know, and, and there's so much more that is involved in this particular chapter because he goes into clean and unclean meat. I'm not going to get into all that. What birds do this and what birds do that and what cattle and the pig. There's so much information in there. 
you know, and you guys can read that on your own <laughs> and decide what's, what's, what's right and what's wrong with, with the meat and all this kind of stuff. Because there was a lot of, a lot of things that God was trying to keep them from. But this morning, I just want to touch a little bit before I close on the tidings. You know, it goes into in verse 22. It goes into that you shall, you shall truly tithe all the increase of your grain. And back in the day, people didn't have the money. People didn't have the finances. Everything, everything that they did was basically through the farm, through the animals that they had. But, you know, but God is telling them about, you know, that you shall troll, you shall tie of all the increase. So whatever you gain, whatever you gain, you know, you shall tie on that, you know, and, and paying a tithe, you know, back in the day was not part of the Mosaic law, but it became, it became a regular worship to the Lord, you know, and, and it started with Abraham, you know, when, when he returned from battle one time, you know, and that's found in Genesis 14, 19 and 20, you know, that, that when he came back from the battle, that he paid Melchizedek uh, a tenth of all that he had. It says in uh, Genesis 14, 19, 20, it says, and, and he blessed him and said, blessed be Abram of the God of the Most High, processor of the heaven and the earth. And, he ble and blessed be the God Most High who has delivered your enemies to your hand and he gave him a tithe of all that he had. So he gave him a tithe, you know, and even Jacob back in Genesis 28, 18, uh, uh, also gave a tithe, you know, God, he asked the Lord for protection, you know, to return safely home. And he says there in 1822, and this storm, which I have set as a pillar shall be God's house. And of all that that you gave me, now he said, all that God has given me, I will surely give attempt to you. So even back then, you know, because of gratitude for the Lord, of gratitude for what God has done, it says, I will do this. I will give of my increase. And it gets also in Malachi. Malachi, this is a good one. This is a good one. 310. He says, bring all your tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And try me in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing that there will be not be room enough for it. Wow, not be room enough for it. Look what God is saying. God is saying here, you know, you know, bring all your tidings into the storehouse. Now, the storehouse right now basically is the church. It's the church. Because back in the day, we didn't have programs like we have today. We didn't have Medicaid. We didn't have social security. We didn't, they didn't have none of that. But guess what? The church back in the day was taking care of the people, was taking care of the needs. You know, he was meeting those needs, you know. So back in, so even today, the church, part of our responsibility is to help the community. Isn't that one, one of the things that Fusion Church is all about? Is by reaching out to the community, is by, you know, helping those who are in need, you know, stepping out of the comfort zone. You know, we have met people's needs in the hospitals. We have met people's needs, you know, the police department, you know, when we when we give them a gift baskets and everything else. This is what we do. We try to meet the need. And this is what the church is supposed to be doing. So it says they bring all your titles into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. 
that there may be food in my house, that the needs can be met, you know? And he says there, try me in this, test me in this. You know, before I knew what the tithing was really about, I had a hard time giving tidings to the church, you know? And, and a lot of times I said, well, I got this bill, I got this coming, I got that, I gotta do this. But you know what, once I realized that I need to give to the Lord a tithing, because he has blessed me. He's the one that blessed me with a job to begin with. He's the one that blessed me with the health to be able to do the job. He has, and you know what? And, I, and as I started, we started giving tidings in, you know, every time something was coming up, God always made a way. God always made a way. Sometimes, you know, I would scratch my head. He says, all the numbers don't add up. With all these, with all these numbers, don't add up. And guess what? The bills got paid. There was always food on the table. There was always, you hear what I'm saying? There was always food on the table. Even when I didn't have a job, even when I was unemployed, there were times that I got blessed by somebody dropping off a bag in front of my door. Come on now. A bag of food in front of my door. And it says, I heard, heard the Lord to speak to me and I wanted to do, I wanted to bless you, you know, and that's how the Lord works. God makes a way when we take what belongs to him and we turn it to him. When we take that one tenth and we say, Lord, for your kingdom, for your kingdom, I don't care, for your kingdom, Lord, God makes a way. He, you know, we sacrifice unto the Lord, you know, he will bless us. He, now, I'm not giving tithes because I'm expecting. I give tithes because I'm just being obedient and I'm just surrendering to him. And I say, Lord, for your will, for your will, you know, you, you blessed it, you multiply it. And guess what? He has been faithful. He has been faithful. And that's why, you know, I tie, because look what he says. He said, when you do this, you know, when you test me in this, see if I will not open up the windows of heaven, come on. And windows of heaven, there's more than enough in the windows of heaven. There's more than enough that, that in heaven than what it is on the earth. And he says, and pour out for you. Pour out for every single one of us, you know, and there was such a blessing, so such a blessing that there would not be enough room you know, to receive it. And otherwise, it will be an overflow. The God that we serve is a God of overflow. You know, he would do the impossible if we just allow him, if we just thank him, if we just reach out to him and say, Lord, I thank you. I praise you. I don't know where it's going to come from, but Lord God, you know, I'm giving this unto you and you do it with a grateful heart. That's the one thing. And whatever we do for the kingdom of God, got to do it with a grateful heart. You know, it's got to come from the heart. It's not because I'm being told to do it. It's because I'm being, that's right. I am being obedient to the Lord. And I'm saying, Lord, here it is, Lord God. Here it is. A love offering. Here it is. You know, sometimes God touches me to go bless somebody, you know, and I go over there and I give them something and I say, there it is, you know, don't worry about it. God bless you, you know, and that's it. Why? Because I'm just being obedient. And you know, because of obedient, God, God has a way of blessing us even more because he sees it. He sees us doing what he has called us to do, you know, and as a, and as a church, huge in church, I say, we give it, we give a lot to the community. We, we have a lot of different ministries going out out there, but we always meet in the community. And how do we do that? 
because the tidings that come in, because the love offerings that come in, you know, and that's why, you know, in verse, you know, the verse here to our 29, it says, and the Levites, because he has no portion because the Levites were the worshipers that took care of the temple. They, they had no inheritance, you know, and the stranger and the fatherless, you know, and the widower who are within your gates, in other words, who, is, who are within our community, those who are in need, may come in and eat. It's what we do. As a church, it's what we do. You know, uh, come in and eat, you know, and be satisfied that your Lord, your God, may bless you in all the work of your hands, which you do. So in other words, God is telling us, you know, the, the work that we do, God will bless. You know, he has given us health to work. He has given us health to do what we need to do. And as we give unto the Lord, guess what? He's going to return it right back to you. We know we don't do anything, you know, uh, uh, just to do it. We do it, you know, with a mission behind it. We do it unto the Lord. And when we give unto the Lord, he will bless it. He will bless it. Don't think that, 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 you, that you're going to be lacking anything because you've done something for the kingdom of God. God will make a way. God will open up doors. God says here that he will open up the windows of heaven. Come on now. How many of us would like the windows of heaven to be opened up? You know what? But by faith, you know, God is already doing it. By that, by you being obedient to his word and by you following the commands that he has given us in his word, you know, and we do it for the Lord. You know, he has a way of turning things around. You know, this weekend coming, Fusion Weekend, you know, Freedom Weekend is coming. And we're all going to be gathering together, you know, and we're going to be going before the Lord. I know that there's breakthroughs coming. I know that there is healing. And for those who are serving, you know, those who are ministering, those who are going to be out there, you know, and you are going through a hard time, you know, turn it over to the Lord. Because God is going to bless you in a supernatural way. You know, even though it's hard, even though it's difficult, and even though sometimes you may be thinking, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. God is saying, yes, you can. You can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens you. You know, and if God is for us, who can be against us? So God is there with you. So be obedient to his word and just do what he has called you to do. And guess what? He will bless you. Whatever the situation is, he has a way of turning it around. Don't look at the situation, but look at the creator of the universe. Look at Jesus Christ. Meditate upon his word. And the situation that you think is this big, he's going to make that big. Why? Because sometimes we overlook the situation. We, we look so much into it that we find, oh, my God. Oh, my God, you know, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it. And God is saying, yes, you can. Doesn't my word say that I don't give you anything that you cannot handle? Doesn't my word say that I will go with you, that you're never alone, that I will never forsake you, I will never abandon you? That's what the word of God says. So, therefore, whatever it is that we're going through, my brothers and sisters, press in. Victory is right around the corner. If it's difficult right now, guess what? Press in. Press in because as you press in unto the Lord, he's going to bless you for it. 
He's going to honor you for it. And he's going to turn things around because our God is the God of the breakthrough. Our God is the God that restores and heals. Our God is a God that has that knows how to turn things around for your behalf. So my brothers and sisters, I pray that you receive something this morning. You know, I know that I go crazy sometimes here, but you know, when God is telling me that we are his children, when God is telling me that I have been chosen, when God is telling me that I belong to him, praise the Lord, hallelujah, I can get excited, you know, and I say, Lord, I thank you because you love me. I thank you because you love me despite who I am. Despite what I have said, despite what I have done, you love me besides all that. And you call me mine? That I belong to you? Wow, that's awesome. That's awesome. So my brothers and sisters, time is running. And I, and I know that you guys got to go. But focus, focus, focus on the Lord this week. You know, as we draw near to Freedom Weekend, as we draw near, you know, we're uh, uh, spending time with the word and fasting before the Lord before this weekend. God is going to move. Be expecting, be expecting, be expecting the breakthrough. And be thanking the Lord from today. Say, Lord, I thank you for my breakthrough. I thank you, Father, for my healing. I thank you for my joy. I thank you for my peace. I thank you for my freedom. I thank you, Lord God that you are in control and I don't have to be, I can just rest in you. I can just rest in your word. So this morning, my brothers and sisters, focus on him, trust him. You are chosen, you are chosen. You are his child, you belong to him. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lead not into your own understanding. And all your ways acknowledge him. And he will direct your path. I love you. I love you. I love you. I'll be seeing some of you on Wednesday. I'll be seeing the rest of you guys on Friday and Saturday. Keep your focus. Victory is around the corner. Do not give up. It's the time to press and move forward. Let us pray. Father, I thank you for your blessings. I thank you for your protection. I thank you for my brothers and sisters. I pray that you would just meet them where they're at. Father God, if they're dealing with something physical, something, they need some healing, Lord God, I pray for healing. I pray for restoration, Father. Your word says that no weapon formed against them will prosper, Father God. Your word says, Father God, that we will pray for the sick and they will recover, Father God. So we're praying for all those who are in need, all those that are going through a difficult situation, Father, that you would just be with them, that you will comfort them, that you will heal them, that you will restore them, that you will make them new. Father, I thank you, Father God, for all those, Father God, that are seeking your face this morning. And I thank you for the victory in advance in their homes, in their families, Lord God, in, in, in at work, Father God, in their marriages, Father God. You are God of restoration. You are God of healing. You do what man cannot do. Man will fail, but you will never fail. You will never forsake us. You will never abandon us. Lord, I praise you. And I thank you in advance for what you're going to be doing this week, Father. And especially for this weekend, Father, for all those who are going to be present, that your name will be glorified, that freedom will come, deliverance will be there, and the victory will be there as Father God. And it's only through you. So I thank you. I praise you. And I glorify your name. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Have a blessed week. 
Be expecting the best is yet to come, my brothers and sisters, and we'll see each other soon. God bless.